All right, here we go. Defiant test. We're nine lines from the top of the page. You have the two dots. So let's, uh, let's get our heads back in the game. Here we go. We are discussing what happens when you have a carbon. What type of carbon? We'll see. We'll see. Let's give some examples. A carbon Pesach. That the main focus of the carbon Pesach is to eat it at the Pesach Seder. We know there's also forbidden fats that you're not allowed to eat. What happens to those fats? They get burnt on the Mizbeach. What's going to happen if we shecht a carbon? And the meat becomes Tameh. The forbidden fats remain Tahar. Should I do Zrikas Hadam? Should I sprinkle the blood? We said in the Mishnah, no. By a carbon Pesach, when the meat became Tameh, and the Chelev that gets burned on Zbech is Tahar, you still don't do sprinkling. I do the sprinkling. And it'll complete the chalev part at least, the part that's burnt on the Zbayach. The answer is no, because the main purpose of a carbon pesach is the human consumption. And therefore, if the human consumption part, the meat, is tummy, we're going to tell you don't sprinkle. Clear? All other carbonos, that's not true. Other carbonos, where the ichor is not necessarily the eating. But the bringing and burning of the Mezbeach plays just the, the same level of prominent role. So the halacha is, we would do zrikas hadam, we would sprinkle the blood as long as the chalev remains tahar. Because the chalev is an ikr by, uh, by uh, other karbanas. Okay? And since the chalev is in existence, we're going to say that it would be appropriate it would be appropriate to do the Zrika. Clear? Yeah? Any questions on that? On the Nafkamin, the difference between the carbon Pesach and other carbonas. Okay. Now keep in mind, as we start the Gemara, that right now, we this whole discussion that we had was concerning animal offerings, right? There's blood, there's meat, there's chalev, we didn't really talk about what happens when you have a mincha offering, a meal offering, where one part of it becomes tame, another part remains tahar. Okay? So the Gemara is going to um, ask, you know, what's going to be the status of a carbon mincha and get into that discussion. So here we go. Zog the Gemara, nine lines from the top of Ayin Tes. By the other carbonas, if the chalev is still tahar, we will do the sprinkling. Only by a carbon Pesach, we don't do the sprinkling. Masnisa money, who's the of our Mishnah? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you who it is, and we're going to stick with this answer. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, the time looked at Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua says, by all the Zvachim, all the sacrifices of the Taira, as long as you have at least a Kezai's Bosser and a Kezai's Cholov, you have an olive size of meat to eat. And an olive size, a chalev to burn, is still tahar. Then you do the zrikas adam. You need to have them 
available. However, it says Zayrek Esadam. However, Kachatizai is Basar, but Kachatizai is Chalev. That's you only have a half amount of meat, half a Kazayas of meat, not a full shear, not a full measurement of what you're able to eat, and not a full measurement of burning. You only have a half a Kazayas of Chalev. Ain Zayrek Esadam. You're not going to do Zayrek Esadam because you don't have anything available, both as far as the Chalev is concerned and as far as the meat to be worthy of sprinkling this on the Mizbeach. There's no carbon available that I'm sprinkling this for. Interestingly, if you think about this, Uba Ayla, what about a carbon Ayla? What's a carbon Ayla? By a carbon Ayla, the meat gets burnt on top of the Mizbeach, and the Chalab gets burnt on top of the Mizbeach. So everything gets burnt. So by a carbon Ayla, then, if you think about it, even if I have a half of an olive of meat and a half of an olive of fat, it, I should still sprinkle. Because the meat and fats should combine. They're both going to the same place anyway. By all other carbonists, the meat's being eaten by the human. The chalev's being eaten by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kavi Yochel, right? It's being burned in the day. We say, oh, let, if each one's only a half a kezayis, never shall the two combine. By an ola, where the fats and the meat all get burned together, so that it's okay if it's a half of a kezayis of each one. We'll still say you could sprinkle as long as you have a kezayis total will do the spring on the bottom because they're both going to be burnt up together on the Mizbeach anyway. So if you have half and half, they'll combine to make one whole. And we will do the sprinkling. What about a carbon mincha? So Rabbi Yeshua ends off. Okay, this is Rabbi Yeshua in the Brisa. Rabbi Yeshua says, what happens if you have a carbon mincha, a meal offering? There's no meat, there's no fats. And um, um, the, what happened was, is that a regular carbon was usually brought with a, like an ayla, was usually brought with a carbon mincha with it. We, we'll call it like the kid brother that's tagging along. Whenever they would bring a carbon ayla, they would also bring wine, and they would bring a meal offering with it. So what would they do with the carbon mincha? What if the carbon itself became tame, but the mincha, what we'll again refer to as the kid brother tagging along, remained tahar? Do we say that the existence of the carbon mincha should allow the sprinkling of the dam. Listen, we know if the animal became tummy, at least allow it to affect the carbon mincha. The halacha is, no, you don't sprinkle. You don't sprinkle, because the carbon mincha was brought as a sidekick. So if the animal became tummy, even if the mincha is tahar, that does not suffice as a reason to go ahead with the zrika sadam. Says the Gemara, mincha bayavidite, what the mincha have to do with it? So I really preface this answer. Okay? The Gemara is now is assuming it was a mincha on its own, not an accompanying mincha. The Gemara Papa, mincha's nasachim. We're dealing with the mincha of the nasachim, the accompanying mincha. So I would say, listen, keep in the ka'asim zevach. The mincha is being brought as a kid brother, as a sidekick of the carbon. Uh, I'll say it's like the carbon itself. And therefore, as long as the mincha remains tahar, 
you should do a zrika sadam even if there's no kezayis of the animal. Kegupe does have a kamashma, and therefore the price lets us know that no, there has to be at least a kezayis of meat slash chelev in order to allow for a zrika sadam. Just the mincha being available and tohar is not going to suffice. Period. Okay. Now says the Gemara like this. Gemara is going to ask a Shaila, and let's, it, it's a new Shaila. It's not a continuation of this discussion, but it's asking for clarity about an assumption that we made. And let me explain. Two dafago. We brought a pasuk of va'asisa oylasecha habasar v'hadam. You should bring your ola, meat and blood. And va'asisa oylasecha habasar v'hadam taught us that in order to do a zerikas hadam, in order to do a sprinkling, you need to have tahar meat. In this discussion we just had, <clears throat> we implied that in order to sprinkle the blood, you can even only have tahar fats by the other carbonus, besides for a carbon pesach. Okay? The Gemara is now asking, Chelev Menola. How do we know that having fats that are tahar? All my meat is tummy. Having fats that are going to be burnt on the Mizbeach, that are tar, will allow me to sprinkle. Where do you get that from? We know the meat from How do you know that having fats that are tahar also allows Azrika Saddam to be done? Answers the Gemara. And just notice the names for the next two steps at least. Okay. And the reason why we have to notice these names is because over here, Rabbi Yechanan is quoting Rabbi Yishmael. Soon, Rabbi Yechanan is going to tell us his own pshat. Okay? Over here, Rabbi Yechanan is quoting Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yechanan quotes Rabbi Yishmael to say, Some people say that it was Rabbi Yechanan who was, who was uh, uh, that Rabbi Yechanan was quoting. Damar Kra, you know how you uh, you know the source for fats allowing a, a sprinkling to be done. Yeah, you sprinkle the blood when you burn the chalev on the mizbeach. So you see, as long as there's chalev to burn, even if all your meat is tummy, as long as you have chalev to burn on the mizbeach, as a reach as a pleasing aroma Hashem, you're still going to sprinkle. This seems to imply, if I have fats that are tar, I'll sprinkle, even if the meat is all tummy. Ask the Gemara, okay. So we know that if you have fats that are tar to be burnt, you'll still do a sprinkling. How do you know if you have the diaphragm and the kidneys tar? you'll still sprinkle, okay? Now, where did the diaphragm, the kidneys come in? Like, whoa, hello, what are you talking about? Ask the Gemara, who's talking about diaphragms and kidneys in particular? That 
that, that you're saying that we sprinkle it. So the Gemara explains that we said that only if a carbon mincha is tar and everything else is tummy, only then you don't sprinkle, which seems to imply that if at least the diaphragm and the kidneys are tar, you will sprinkle. Mincha uh, hudelai, uh, only when the mincha is the sole remaining tar thing, you don't sprinkle. It seems that if you, if you have the diaphragm and the kidneys that are tar, you will sprinkle some inalim. So we want to know where's going to be the source in the Torah that as long as you have these things available, you should still sprinkle. I have my meat tamay, I have my chelev tamay, but the kidneys and diaphragm remain, you should still sprinkle. How do you know? Here we go. That's why it's important to remember the names. Rabbi Yechanan before was quoting either Rabbi Yishmael or Rabbi Yeshua Bechananiah. Rabbi, Rabbi Yechanan himself says, oh, Omar, Kral, Nichayach, anything that gets burnt as a, as a, to give nachas, as a pleasing smell to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kol Nichayach, anything that gets burnt on the Mizbeach, as long as something's being burnt, you'll do the sprinkling. And we know the kidneys and the, the diaphragm were burnt. So that's going to be the source. Why? Anything that's burnt as a pleasing aroma is, is uh, going to allow a sprinkling. We needed both, uh, both parts of the Pasuk, which says, Because right now we've got a question. Let's, think, let's talk outside for a moment. The Pasuk says, if you're offering the fats on the Mizbeach, then it's pleasing to Hashem. Rabbi Yechidon just said, if you're offering the chelab on the Mizbeach, l'reach nichoach includes diaphragm and kidneys. Well, if the diaphragm and kidneys remaining to her is enough to do a sprinkling, then why did the Pasuk say hachelab? Why did the Pesach say, that don't mention fats. Just say, anything that gets burnt up on the Mizbeach, you'll still sprinkle. It's not only fats. So why are you saying specifically fats? That's the Gemara Shaila. Answers the Gemara. If we only would have written the word, I would have thought to say, in only if the Chelev remains to her, do you sprinkle. But the diaphragm, the kidney is not. So, let us know anything. Okay, so just say, Oh, no. And if I wouldn't have mentioned Chelev, I would have thought to say, I would say any part of an Ola, even the accompanying kid brother Mincha that's tagging along, even if that remains Tahar. You should still sprinkle the blood. The Torah lets us know that no, it has to be part of the animal which is remaining to her in order to sprinkle. That's the answer. That's why we need both Chelev and Reach Nichoach. Beautiful. End of that Gemara. Okay. Brand new Mishnah. This Mishnah is going to lead us onto a new discussion, but it's a discussion that we've had previously in the Masechta. We're familiar with this, and that is the following. The Torah tells us a story. 
What's the story? The Jewish people leave Mitzrayim. It comes time for the Karban Pesach. There's a group of people who are Tamimis. They're Tamimis. Why? Discussion the Gemara. Let's go with the shot that they tell kids in elementary school, even though there's more Midrashim on this. But they were busy with the Atmas Yosef. They were busy with the bones of Yosef, and therefore they were Tamimis. So they said, it's not fair. We're going to miss out on the mitzvah of Karban Pesach. What does the Torah tell us? Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, taka, taka, what should we do? So he goes and asks Hashem. And Hashem gives him the mitzvah, gives Klai Yisrael the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni. In a month, in a month, you have 30 days later, Yud Dalit Iyar, will be Pesach Sheni, you could bring a Pesach then. Okay? This halacha holds true when individuals are tummy. A minority of the people involved in the Karban Pesach are Tomei. We're going to push them off to Pesach Sheni. What did we learn, however, if Klal Yisrael, most people who are bringing the Karban, are Tomei? Then we said we don't push them off to Pesach Sheni. We bring the Karban Pesach Betumah. Right? We just discussed this a few blot ago. A carbon Pesach is able to be brought in a state of Tumah when when majority of people are Tumah. Then we don't push off Klal Yisrael. We don't push off the Tumah people for a month. We'll say everybody could bring it now. On the set time. Okay. Our Mishnah is going to tell us the following. The Halacha that we just said is true. But well, listen to this. This halacha is true even if majority of Klal Yisrael is Tahar, but the Kohanim are Tame. Guess what? A Karban Pesach was allowed to be shechted by Yisrael, but the Kabbalah Saddam had to be done by a Kohen. The halacha had to be done by a Kohen. The sprinkling of the blood had to be done by a Kohen. What are you going to do when majority of Klai is tar, but the Kahanim are all Tome? We can't bring a Karban Pesach. It's not possible because everything's going to become Tome right away. So what do you do? We're stuck. Says the Mishnah. Okay, then prefacing what we're, this discussion of the Mishnah and the following Gemara. Says the Mishnah, even if Klai Yisrael is tar, but the Kahanim are Tome. Everybody could bring their carbon Pesach now on Yud Dalit Nisan and, and everything will end up becoming Tomei. It's fine. Keep it in its proper time. You're not going to push off everybody to Pesach Sheni. Aye, they're all Tahar and this is only a, a small... Too bad. I mean, <laughs> you're right. It's only a small amount of Klai Yisrael because just the Kahanim, but these Kahanim are crucial for the carbon Pesach to be done. So if they're Tomei... We're all going to bring it in a state of Tumah. Listen to this. What do you do when the Yisraelim are all Tumah? Are all Tahar? All the Jews are Tahar. And the Kaihanim are all Tahar. 
but the cups to catch the dam, to catch the blood, are all tummy. They didn't have time to be metaherit. They all became tummy me somehow. Then what do you do? What do you say then? If the klisharis becomes tummy, then what? So this is the Gemara is going to get into a discussion as well. But these are like the three categories that just to preface the the conversation. These are the three categories. When most of Klai Yisrael is Tomei, when most of Klai Yisrael is, t- category number two is when most Klai Yisrael is Tahar, but the Kahanim are Tomei. And category number three is when the Yisraelim are Tahar, the Kahanim are Tahar, but the Kalim are Tomei. Okay? So here we go. Let's look at this inside. Says the Mishnah, we're about eight lines down in the wide lines on Ayin Testament of Nitma kahal rubai if the kahal, the with some klal Yisrael, or most of klal Yisrael becomes tummy aishay kahanim tamei and bakol toharim, or even if the kahanim are tamei and the Israelim are tahar, is category number two, right? Yasu betuma, you bring a carbon pesach in its regular time, even though we know everything's going to end up being tamei. Nitma miutkal, what happens if you have a minority of the people? who bring Karban Pesach, who are Tomei. So what do you do? So then you say like this. Listen. You have majority of Klai Yisrael who's tar. 60%, 70%. They should bring your Karban Pesach now. And the minority who are Tomei should wait a month. And they'll fulfill their mitzvah with Pesach Sheni, as we know in the Torah, as we prefaced. Uh, as we prefaced uh, before we read the Mishnah. Okay. Zak the Gemar. Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Harisha Yisrael Tumayim Mekahanim Klisharis Taharim. Now the Gemara is going to start talking about the Klisharis, the, the vessels in the base of Mikdash. Aishahi Yisrael Taharim Mekahanim Klisharis Taharim. Or what happens if majority of Kal Yisrael is Tahar? But the Kahanim. And the klisharis, the vessels that are used in the mishkan, are tamei. Listen to this. Even if all of the Jews are tahar, and the kaihanim are all tahar, what's the only issue here? The klisharis, the vessels that are needed to perform the service of the carbon Pesach, to catch the blood and for this, right, to sprinkle from. Those are Tomei, and there's no way around it. What are you going to do? Shech the carbon and catch it in your hands? You're not allowed to do that. You need to use an official certified klisharis, but the problem is they're all Tomei. The halacha is, therefore, Yasu betoma. Klal Yisrael would bring a carbon Pesach. On the right, on in the proper time. Even if the issue was the klisharis, she'ain carbon tibor chaluk, because we do not split up a carbon tibor. Meaning, Rashi explains that you're not going to divide the tibor if a majority of klal yisrael at the time is not capable of bringing a carbon pesach in a pure way then everybody ends up bringing it in a state of impurity. Says the Gemara, 
Omar of Chista. Of Chista says, Lo shonuel ashitma hasakim betamimes. There's more to just the klisharis than just the cups that catch the blood. What happens if the knife that they use to shech the carbon Pesach becomes tame, okay, and this applies to anything, doesn't need to be the knife, any klisharis, becomes tame mace. And it's metame the person. I'm going to read a little more, and then I'm going to come back and say these halachas outside. When the carbon Pesach was started, it was started by, um, by the carbon, uh, by Tomas Aguf, which is capable of obligating somebody in Kuris. If the knife only or the vessel became Tame through a Sheretz, right, one of the eight rodents that give off Tuma, that is only the meat that's going to cause a problem. Only those who are Tar are permitted to do it, to bring the carbon. Those who are Tame are not permitted to bring the carbon, they're going to have to wait till Pesach Sheni, because it's better to eat the Tomas Basar Let's pause for a minute and explain outside this beautiful breakdown of Rav Chista. Rav Chista just taught us a very interesting thing, and he says when we talk about an impure klisharis, an impure vessel of the Mishkan, says of Christ, I want to tell you something. Not all impurities are created equal. Not all impurities are created equal. I'll show you, he says. The halacha is that a knife or a sword would be more common certainly in the times of the Torah, a sword that kills a person. The sword itself becomes a father tuma, an avhatuma. Usually you have the source of the tuma, the father, the avatuma. Whatever touches that becomes a rishon. Whatever touches that becomes a sheni. It's unique by tummy mace that a metal vessel that touches a corpse becomes an avatoma. It takes on the same status as the corpse itself. Okay? Therefore, listen to this. If the klisharis became impure through a corpse, through a tummy mace, so now any person that touches this impurity is going to be Chayav Kares if he eats from this carbon. Unless you have majority of Klai Yisrael, okay? But let's say an individual would be Chayav Kares if he eats from this carbon because you touched an Avatum. But let's say the Klisharis says of Chista, not all, not all Tumas are created equal. Let's say the Klisharis became Tummy because a dead rodent touched it. Well, guess what happens? Here's the halacha. The rodent itself is the avatum. 
the klisharis itself now becomes a rishon. Now becomes a rishon. Now, if a person touches the klisharis, the halacha is a rishon is not metame in adam. A rishon is not metame in adam. Okay. And since it's not metame, it doesn't give off impurity to the person. So then, here's the whole catch. A tahar person will remain tahar. You're going to remain tahar. Even if you have the meat afterwards. Okay? And therefore, the majority of Klayisol will remain tahar. Those who are tame are just going to be a, a minority that cannot join in. And the Tahar people will eat it right now on Yudalib Nisan. And the Tomei people will have to wait until Pesach Sheni. Okay? That's of Chista's Chat, we'll call it. That not all, this that you say, oh, the Kishars became Tomei, says of Chista, not all, depends. Depends how it became Tomei. Alma, Kasavar of Chista, Toma you see, Rav Chista holds that Tuma is Dechuya, that when the majority of the congregation becomes Tumah, it doesn't mean that it's like mamish, like Lechatchila like, Dika thing, it's an ideal thing. No, Dechuya, it's pushed off. All right, you don't transgress. You know, you're, you're allowed to bring in now. The Chain of Rav Chiyitzvah, similar to Rav says, he talk Paskins like that. Tuma Dechuya, he bitsi with that. When we say most of a congregation is Tumah, you do take part in the carbon Pesach, it's not a Lechatchila Dika thing. It's not an ideal thing, but it's something that it's like, a, yeah, all right, you know, you're allowed to do it. Rava, my Rava happens to argue, and Rava says, Afilu nami avdi. even those who are Tomei, over, now you have to hop over here, those who are Tomei, Tomei Sheretz. Okay, if it's Tomei Mace, then in a Hanami, everybody's Tomei Mace, and then everybody's going to be bringing it on Yudal and Isaf. But by Tomei Sheretz, says Rava, even if the, the, the Klisharis is becoming Tomei through a Sheretz, you, everyone will still be allowed to bring their carbon Pesach on Yudalid Nisa. My time, oh why? It says in the Torah, Any meat that touches any Toma, you're not allowed to eat. you got to burn it. Okay? But the meat of a Tahar person is permitted to be eaten. What's the drasha from there, says Rabbah? If it doesn't, if if it's not included in the pasuk of the, the meat that touches a tummy person can't be eaten, they're also not included in uh, the meat that touches a tahar person maybe. And when you're tar, it is permitted to eat the basar. So Rabbah has a drasha here. Okay? Call it a hekish, call it whatever you want. But Rabbah has a, a drasha from the psukim that if the knife becomes tummy through a tomas mace, you're allowed to eat because now everybody's tummy. And if the knife becomes basar through a sheret, still everyone's allowed to eat because even those who otherwise would have been allowed to eat are included in this pasuk of the of uh, called Tamei Layeyachel and Mamela. There's no nafkamina, says Rabbah. There's no difference um, whether or not uh, there's no well, whether or not it became Tamei through a 
mace or it became Tameh through a Sheretz. Beautiful period. End of that machloikas between Rav Chista and Rav. So let's get a let let's wrap our heads around this again. Okay, just from the Mishnah. There's really three simple ideas so far that we need to keep focus on what we're up to right now. We're gonna fo- we're gonna shift gears a little bit, but we need to we need to just keep an overview. What what the goal, what's the goal of our Gemara? Again, the Mishnah had said if most of Klal Yisrael is tamei. Most of the Kahanim are Tameh, or even if the, uh, that's not the Mishra, Klai Yisrael, the Kahanim, you bring it in its proper time. We brought a Brisa from Rabbi Yeshua, that even if the Klishares is Tameh, you bring it in its proper time. Then, to, to wrap it up, we have a Machlokas, Rav Chista and Rava. Rav Chista says that, this that if the klisharis are tame, you're allowed to still bring your carbon is only when it becomes tame through a tame mace. But if it becomes tame through a sheretz, not allowed. And Rava says, no, this that Rabbi Yeshua said in the Brisa, that when the klisharis is tame, Klai Yisrael is allowed to bring it, that would apply if the klisharis is tame, Tomas mace, and Tomas sheretz. Okay. Itmar, we learned. What happens? Listen to this. Klal Yisrael is divided 50-50. It's the end of the fourth quarter. Game's over. Tie ball game. Tie ball game. 50-50. What do we do? Do you bring the carbon Pesach now because you don't have a majority that's Tahar or do you wait till Pesach Sheni because you don't have a majority that's Tami Rav Amarav says Mechza al-Mechza Kiraiv when you have Mechza al-Mechza it's like a Raiv now let me ask you a question which way? which way? The Gemara is going to have to explain Rav. Rav Kahana Omar, Rav Kahana says, Mechza al Mechza, Einai Kareif. 50 50 doesn't give us a majority. What are you talking about? What's going on? Suzak the Gemara. Rav Omar, Mechza, Mechza Kareif. Now, when you have 50 50, we still consider it like there's some majority here. Halala Weissim Laatzman, Halala Weissim Laatzman. He says, I'll tell you what to do. What happens is, the 50% that is Tahar should make sure to bring the carbon Pesach bitara, and the 50% that is Tameh is permitted to bring the carbon Pesach Betoma. Meaning, the 50% that's Tameh does not get pushed off to Pesach Sheni. Each side views themselves like they won. Split decision... One guy says, no, I should have gotten one more point. I should have gotten extra, right? Split decision. So the 50% that's Tahar should look at themselves and say, listen, we are the majority. And therefore, we should be bringing the karba now. And we should not. And the 50% that's Tameh says, we're the majority. And therefore, we should be bringing the karba Bezach now. And they all bring it now. But make sure, says Rav, that the 
groups that are tahar remain separated from the groups that are tummy. Rav Kahana Amar, and Rav Kahana says, He says, no, 50-50, each side cannot look at themselves like they are the proper majority. And therefore, if you don't have majority Tomei, so guess what? The proper time is Yudal and Nisan. Whoever's Tohar should bring it in its proper time. And whoever's Tomei is going to remain with the Pesach Shini. There are some say, Amr of Kahan, of Kahan holds Mechzah, Mechzah, in a Karayv, which means Toherim, Mechzah, Mechzah, Rishon. Those who are Tar make a Pesach Rishon. They bring it in its proper time. Utmeim, and the second ones don't even have a Pesach Shini. You can't bring a carbon Pesach right now. You know why? Because you're not majority impure. So you're not allowed to bring on Yodal and And you can't bring it on Pesach Shini either because you are not the minority. Okay? Now, at this point, the only thing that needs to be understood is so what, what would they do? I mean, you know, we know a person who's allowed to bring a carbon Pesach and doesn't is Chayv Karis. If you're allowed to participate in a carbon Pesach, apparently over here, you know, it's interesting, you have a Chayv Karis on one side, on the flip side, you're not allowed to bring a carbon. I would assume, if you can't do anything, you're not Chayv Karis. <laughs> That's, we're going to assume that he's saying, listen, it's all stuck, you know, you're kind of in a catch-22. So you're stuck, Shabal Taisi, do nothing. You don't bring a carbon now, you're open carbon later. Obviously, at at most, you were you transgressed and I say, okay, stole an avera, yeah, or maybe not. Maybe you were you're doing a mitzvah for following this psak of Rav Kahana. But let's delve a little further into these opinions of Rav and Rav Kahana, and this is going to be a very very geshmak and interesting discussion. Understanding their machlekas, this is going to take us down towards the bottom of the daf. Here we go. We learned in the If let's say most of Klai Yisrael was Tomei, or the Kahanim were Tomei, and, and uh, the rest of Klai Yisrael were Tart, okay, the Allah is you bring your carbon. So whether Klai Yisrael is the majority Tomei, or the Kahanim are Tomei, you bring your carbon. That was our Mishnah. Rubai Hudavim Tumma seems the majority, only if it's a majority. It says explicitly when it's a majority. What, do you see, what does it imply? What if it's 50 50? Seems to imply you don't. This misses a question on Rav. Rav is an early Amira. He shouldn't be arguing on the Mishnah. Rav's going to say, no, Ruba Abdi Kulu What it means like this when most of Kla Yisrael is Tomei, so then everybody brings it Betoma. If it's half and half, if it's half and half, then the ones that are Tar have to make sure not to become Tomei. And it makes sense for Rav to explain the mission like this. The Tony Sefer says the end of the mission. If a minority is Tomei, uh, only then you can't bring it, right? Which seems to imply only when you're a minority do you go to Pesach Sheni. Let's say if it's uh, 50-50, you don't have a Pesach Sheni. So you see that Rav is not wrong. Well, guess what? The Seifa, which seems to imply like Rav, is going to be a kash on Rav Kahana. 
Because Rav Kahana says, what was his, what was his psak? Rav Kahana's psak is garnished with garnished. Yeah, you don't bring it. You don't know what to do. You don't bring it. That was one approach. Or you said the higher Meisrishon, or you say the, or you say that the the tar people bring the first one, the second one don't uh, bring a pesach sheni. Well, according to Rav Kahana, the seifa seems to imply only when you have a minority, don't you bring the carbon. But it seems chazi chazi, half and half, you should bring. So why is he saying push off till pesach sheni? Seems to imply in our Mishnah half and half. You keep it. Only when it's minority, you don't keep it. Rav Kahana is going to say, If it's a minority, then Tahar brings the first. Tommy goes to Pesach Sheni. But if it's 50-50, Okay, so both Rav, Rav and Rav Kahana could wiggle their way out of these kashas. Remember, we had two pshatim in what Rav Kahana holds. Okay? We had two pshatim. One opinion of Rav Kahana was that when you have 50-50, the Tahar people bring Pesach Rishon, Tami people bring Pesach Sheni. That was one, opin- one way that we understood Rav Kahana. And then we had a second version of Rav Kahana that nobody brings anything. Okay? His first, in his first opinion, we thought he held Tar people bring now, Tommy people bring later. The other opinion was that um, they can't bring anything. People who are Tommy. This makes sense according to the second uh, the second Lashem of Rabbasar's opinion. According to the opinion that Rav Kahana holds that if it's 50-50, the 50% Tommy should bring on Pesach Sheni what are you going to say? The Mishnah says only when a minority is Tameh you bring Pesach Sheni. According to Rav Kahana, even if you have 50%, you're going to bring on Pesach Sheni. Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana will reply, Really? Even if it's 50-50, you have a Pesach Sheni. Why do you say only if a minority are Tameh? Yeah, it's a used expression of minority, you know, to give you the flip side of majority. But in a chanami, let's say you would have a unique case of 50-50, the halacha would remain, period. Okay. Bottom line is, we have a machlekes between, um, we, had a mach, we have a machlekes between Rav Kahana and Rav. They are two early amiraim or arguing about what do you do when it's 50-50. Kalei 50-50 on Arab Pesach. We have Machlokas. Now the Gemara is going to try to see if really this Machlokas between Rav and Rav Kahana is argued about already prior amongst the Tanayim. So here we go. Tani Kavasi the Rav Kahana Ketrei Lishni. We have a Brisa that seems to imply like Rav and other prices of Tanayim that seem to back up you, uh, both approaches of Rav Kahana. And let's go through them. We have a Brisa that seems to imply like Rav's opinion. Okay? What was, uh, what was Rav's opinion of Chetzi Chetzi? He says that each one views themselves like they're the majority and everybody brings Pesach Rishon. 
Tanakabasi, the Rabha, Yisrael, Machza, Tahiru, and Machza Tamein. If Chaisal is 50 50, otherwise, Lazbois, Lazna. The Tar people bring their own carbon, and the Tummy people bring their own carbonus. Okay. Seems to be like Rav. What about Rav Kahana? Okay. So the first opinion of Rav Kahana was that the Tahirim people bring on Pesach Rishon, and the Tummy people bring Pesach Sheni by 50 50. Where do you see a brisa like that? First group does Pesach Rishon. Pretty clear like him, right? Pretty good. What was the second approach to Rav Kahana's opinion? The second approach to Rav Kahana's opinion was that when you have 50-50, then the Tahar people bring it on Pesach Rishon. And the Tomei people can't bring it on. So where do you see that? The Tar people bring Pesach Rishon. And the Tomei people... Okay, so we have three Bryces seeming to back up that there's legitimacy to all three opinions. Now says the Gemara, let's go through these Bryces. The Rav of Kahana... How is each Amira going to wiggle their way into the Brisa supporting the other opinion? When the Brisa says that those who are Tar make Pesach Rishon, the second people make Pesach Sheni. How's Rab going to explain it? I'll tell you. Half are Tar, half are Tame. And the women, that was for the men. But if you, have, if you include the women, that'll make it uh, flip to the side of Tumeim, then you say, because he says, listen, listen, women to be part of a carbon Pesach on Yudal and Nisan is a Rishos, and therefore Dal Noshim Mitamim you can remove the women from those who are Tumeim and now the Tumeim people are a That's what Rab's going to say. Listen, you know why it was 50-50? Because Women also eat the carbon Pesach. So we included them. But when you have 50-50, we'll say, listen, the women aren't really obligated. And when you look at the math, if you remove the women, you'll end up with majority tar. Okay. The Rav Elisha of Kahan. How's Rav going to follow the Brisa of uh, the, supporting the first opinion of Rev Kahana that, that the tar people do it now and the Tami people do it later? We'll say, how How's he going to explain it? He says, Rab will explain the case as follows. You're going, for example, show you saw Maxa Tmeim, Maxa Arm, you have Yisraelim, Maxa Tmeim, half Tame, half Tar, the Noshimite Fuss at the Herd, and that case is when there's more women helping out the Tar side. Because Savar Noshim Brishim Chayva, maybe the time of that Brisa holds that women have a complete obligation in the carbon Pesach because they were also included in the miracle. Ubisheni Rishos, but Pesach Sheni, they're not obligated in. And therefore, on the first Pesach, they do not bring the carbon wide, the Havale Miut, because now the Tame people are a Miut, they're a minority. Since they're a minority of Tame people, they need to wait now to Pesach Sheni. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they're not allowed to bring a Pesach Rishon. What about Pesach Sheni? Ubisheni also Layavdi, why? Because by the time you get to Sheni, then the women aren't included in them either, because Dal Noshiminayu. 
the women aren't counted amongst them because they're not obligated in that part. So they're caught also in a catch-22. And now, since that we're going to deduct the women from the Allah of Pesach Sheni because they're not obligated in it, that brings it back up to 50-50 and they're not going to have a Pesach Sheni. So that's how Rob's going to wiggle his way into those two Bryces. What's Rav Kahanag going to do with the first Bryce of supporting Rav? According to Rav Kahana, who says that 50-50 can be done on Pesach Sheni, here's how he's going to answer the Brisa that which seems to support Rav, that everybody brings Pesach Rishon. He'll say, going for example, it's 50-50. But the reason why it's 50-50 is because we're including the women amongst the Tahar people. That's what made it 50-50. And the Tana holds that women are mamish obligated by a carbon Pesach, only on Yudal and Nisan, not by Pesach Sheni. Ubesheni Rishos, on Pesach Sheni, they're not obligated. So therefore, Barishan Layabdi, to bring the carbon Pesach, now you can't do it. Why? Because you don't have majority Tumit. It's 50 50. You have to include the women. The Havalu Pago Pago. The women need to be included because they're obligated. Ubesheni Nami Layabdi, and Sheni also. You can't bring it, you know why? Because women aren't included in the count of Pesach Sheni. So then if you look at the Allah's of Pesach Sheni, they really end up being the majority for the Pesach Rishay. But you're only looking at it afterwards. And and since they were a majority of Kal Yisrael, so really majority of Kal Yisrael were Tomei, they were never, uh, which doesn't allow them to ever enter the numbers needed for a Pesach Sheni. The Bryce which says that if it's 50 50, so then the Tar people do for themselves and the Tummy people do for themselves. According to him, you're not all allowed to bring it right now. He says either he holds the Tummy people never bring it or he holds that you do the Tar people now, Tummy people later. He doesn't agree everybody brings now. So how is he going to understand that Bryce? Rav Kahana is going to say, there are some who hold, like Rav, that can, can each half can consider themselves like the Rav, but there's other Tanoim who don't agree with that and hold that will not be considered like the Rav. Okay? And we are up to Gufa. Um, three lines from the bottom of Ayin Tess Amud Aleph, and we will hold it here from uh, for this evening. We'll hold it here for tonight, and the Beshev will pick up from here uh, at 7.30 tomorrow evening.